1993, a comic book imprint named Milestone was released, and it launched with four books, all four of those books being led by African-American characters. Those books were Icon, a story about a superpowered alien who comes to Earth, wink wink, but he chose the form of a black man in America. There's also Hardware, a man, a machine, both at the same time. There's also Blood Syndicate, which was a superpowered gang of Latino, Asian, African American men and women trying to get, make their way in the world. And last but not least, there was Static, also known as Static Shock, a superpowered teenager with powers of electricity and lightning, and Static, if you will. And this whole universe was such a breath of fresh air to me, because it's unlike anything that was in comics or is even really in comics now. It's a universe dedicated to the stories that seem to just have been ignored in comics and in other media for just way too long. Now, one of the architects of, the, of this universe, Dwayne McDuffie, one of my personal heroes, he had this to say about how African Americans were depicted in comic books for, during his childhood. You only had two types of characters available for children. You had the stupid angry brute and the he's smart but he's black characters. And they were all colored either this Hershey bar shade of brown or a sickly looking gray or purple. I've never seen anyone that's gray or purple before in my life. There was no diversity and almost no accuracy among the characters of color at all. And he was right. That is 100% true. That is how black people and basically anyone that was not a straight white guy were portrayed in comics. They were portrayed in the worst possible light most of the time. And honestly, after a while, that just kind of pisses me off, you know. He also had something interesting. Dwayne McDuffie also had this to say when it came to actually starting a black-led comic book universe that they did with Milestone. If you do a black character or a female character or an Asian character, then they aren't just that character. They represent that race or that sex, and they can't be interesting because everything they do has to represent an entire block of people. You know, Superman isn't all white people, and neither is Lex Luthor. We knew we had to present a range of characters within each ethnic group, which means that we couldn't do just one book. We had to do a series of books, and we had to present a view of the world that's wider than the world we've seen before. And to me, that's what storytelling is. That's exactly what just base storytelling is. It's presenting a wider view of the world that's wider than the world we've seen before. Period. And that's what comic books are. Okay, It's using these fantastical elements and these amazing powers and abilities to give you a wider view of the world. So, in what world does that not entail having people who look different, people who are different with their sexuality, people who, different genders, just having different aspects of people in your storytelling. And the reason why is because the storytellers are always straight white dudes. And they always assumed 
that they had to cater to straight white dudes, and that is not the case. And Dwayne McDuffie knew that, along with the other creators of Static. And this story especially that I'm going to present to you, these four issues of Static, they are all unapologetically black, which I think is fantastic. And what it does for me as a white person is it gives me a view into experiences that I've not had. Now, this may be a different view than you, as a possible black person, might differ from. But nonetheless, Static was created by Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. And it is their interpretation and of the struggle of black people in America that is presented to me. And the best word for it is struggle. That's what it is. And I think it's something worth sharing. I think it's something worth reading. So I just wanted to introduce you to the world of Milestone and the world of Static today with issues one through four of Static Shock. Trial by Fire, Chapter 1 The city is Dakota. The neighborhood is Sadler. The place is Akkad Arcade. The young woman is Frida Gorin. She's come to Akkad's to meet a friend. He's not Frida's friends, but they're here to see her. There are these thugs in orange jackets in the arcade. Is that her? Mm-hmm. Hot Street wants to meet you. Let's go for a ride. Frida says, go find a tree to sniff, loser. I don't do blind dates. Wild fuss, beautiful. Don't you know it's an honor to get some attention from, excuse me, home team? A new player stepped into the arcade. It's static. I hate to ask this of such an obviously suave and debonair group of gigolobos. But has anybody ever sat down with you and discussed dating etiquette? Now, I will note here, I'm not sure if Jigalobos is a correct word for me to say. I apologize if it is not. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Is it the long version of Jigalo? Am I wrong? I'm not sure. Anyway, Static is there, and he he c- comes up to the orange-jacketed thugs, and he beats them up with his superpowers, which is electric- electricity manipulation. He uses Static electricity to slam two guys together. He uses his shock powers to burns some other guys and then he throws some people with a trash can lid and he fights and he fights and he and he fight fight fights and then he throws a guy into a pinball machine and that's the end of the fight three pages of fighting oh yeah that's what we like here on this guy's issue just, just fight 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 and then static goes to Frida Gorin this girl we just met and in his head he's, he's saying remember you do not know this girl and he talks to her, making sure that she doesn't realize that he does know her. And then Static flies away after Frida says thank you, of course. 
And he's thinking in his head as he's flying away, okay, she'll be heading home now. Let's see if I can time it out. And he starts counting. One Mississippi. Two Mississippi. He gets into his little hideaway where he changes his clothes. Eight Mississippi. Nine Mississippi. He starts running home. 42 Mississippi. 43 Mississippi. He gets home. 75 Mississippi. 76 Mississippi. His mom starts yelling at him because he slammed the door. And he gets mad. Uh, she's yelling at him. Don't you dare slam that door in my house. I know you're not ripping and running to get to your lesson, are you, Virgil? And his, sis his sister comes in. Ha, I bet he wants to get to the phone to whisper to sweet nothing to Miss Vanilla 93. Man, people really did talk different in the 90s. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to read it sometimes. And of course, the two siblings start fighting. Mom's like, uh, stop fighting or I'll beat both of you asses. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And then Virgil's running up to the to his room as his phone rings. Not his phone, but the house phone. And he's got it. He's got the phone. And then it's Frida because he says, hello, Frida. And she goes, oh, I hate when you do that. Because I guess he just times out when she's going to call him, which is kind of weird. And they talk to each other. And she's talking to him about, oh, she saw someone at the arcade today. Who was it? The president? No. Chuck D? No. And, you know, Virgil calls her gorgeous. Makes it Says, oh, we make a great couple. Uh, Virgil Ovid Hawkins. I don't even know why I talk. No, no, no. You're supposed to say a couple, a great couple of what's. And they talk to each other, and she says, "Oh, just shut up. Listen, Static saved my life." She's like, "Static, the ultra dope, super hype, mega fresh, out of sight, flying around, and whooping gangster type Static." That's what he says. Get out of town. And she starts going down. What happens? And suffice to say. As the comic writes, that the conversation's length makes the following inevitable. His mother yells at him to wake up. He yawns. <sighs> he gets in his shower. Virgil, I'm not going to call you again. Six Virgils later, he is alone at the table. His father had to leave early. Yelling at yelling doesn't work on his sister. So... She asks him if he wants to ride to school. He says, oh, no, I want to catch up with some people. He says bye to his mom. He goes to school, and Frida walks up to Virgil with two friends, Larry and Rick. And it's Virgil is a complete clown because he says right when they walk up, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Frida Gorin Show with special guest stars, Larry, I'm much cooler than you, Wade, and Dance Master, Rick Stone. On today's episode, when Frida misunderstands her dad's suggestion that she'd become a working girl, can Larry and Rick ward off the local players before it's too late? And Larry immediately says, Damn, can't you just say hi like everybody else? What's interesting here is one of the guys in the group says this, and I'm not going to read it how he would say it. He says, Richard Darling, your form during yesterday's performance, assembly was simply smathing. The, the lisps are in there. And it's interesting what happens at your next panel. Richard says to him, listen, jerk, I worked hard on that piece. I don't have to listen to your limp dick gags. Lighten up, Rick. He was joking. Wasn't like he was saying you're really a F word or nothing. Just in the book. Don't worry, it gets a little crazier. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I really thought it was good. You probably do have a lot of people who try and think you're queer. What with ballet and all. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, whatever. 
just like now I like that it was put in here okay because it's what I talked about in the intro it's that coming of diversity all right and in this time that's what happened that's what would happen to a guy who does ballet in 94, 93, he would be made fun of, even by the people you would think he would call his friends. And then his other friends would say, hey, lighten up to him. Not to the guy who said the just not good joke. All he did was make a lisp and saying, oh, he, he was amazing, darling. Fuck off, first of all. Sorry, kids. And Rick rightfully stands up for himself. Listen, I worked hard on that. And then his friend Larry, who's this big old dude, okay, he, he's like twice the size of Virgil, okay? And he's like, dude, lighten up, all right? He's like, you're supposed to be my friend too, right? And then they're just hanging out at the lunchroom. And, uh, hey, Larry, Virgil says to him. And Larry's just like, what, you need a loan? No. I never take advantage of our relationship in a, in a crass way. However, if you'd like to help pay for my sister's badly needed new kidney, I suppose I'll have to accept. Seriously, though, I need some advice. And he starts asking because, you know, Larry's had a date. And he's like, oh, you want advice about that? Interesting. What do you, what, what you, uh, who are you going for, man? And he kind of says it like that. He's like, who, what's interesting? Hmm. Who are you going after? He's like, oh, well, I'm thinking of taking me and Frida's relationship to the next level. Now, Larry says here is, hey, Verge, are you sure? I know you're tight, but I think she is, is it's that just friends thing. Don't get me wrong, that ain't bad as people make it out. What if she's seeing somebody now? Are you crazy? I'm the only living human who knows that child's actual weight. Do you think she could hide a boyfriend on me? Wink, 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 wink. And they walk into class, and they have class, you know, because they're in school. That's how it happens. Now, if you're under the impression that Virgil's homeroom is a lot like yours, you're probably right, writes Dwayne McDuffie in the comic. For the first half hour, at least. And then, sm smashing through the door, come these orange-jacketed thugs again. And I just like playing these guys, so enjoy this. Yo, 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 what's up? Well, Miss Frida Gorn, please report to Principal Hotstreak's office immediately. A detail of hall monitors has been sent to escort you. Okay, Arsenio, the monologue is over. You can take your seat and your friends can take a hike. And I think I'll ask you to empty your pockets for me before you sit. Hey, Teach. You want to check for deadly weapons? This is the only weapon I got. And he shakes his junk. Everyone starts laughing. And the teacher says to him, I'll have to take your word for it. All the microscopes are in the chemistry lab. While you're popping off, he slaps her in the face. Why don't you pop on this? And he pulls out a gun. You missed your appointment last night, baby doll. He starts saying to Frida. We got you a makeup date, but you gots to get in gear. You keep some very important people waiting. Don't try it, Wade. Hot Street said to do anybody who got in the way. These fucking white kids. Now, 
Larry starts talking to Virgil, like, hey, Virgil, if you distract him with one of your stupid jokes, I can pull out my gun, because he has a gun on him, because of course he does, To, and we can end this with these fools. And uh, Virgil's already gone, because 20 feet below, he's in the bushes, and he changed to his costume, going after the punks. And what's funny here is he doesn't have a trash can lid to fly on, so he just grabs a regular old trash can, and he starts flying onto the trash can, and then they go to... A playground at an elementary school. Now, here's what the captions say, because it's interesting that these high school thugs are hanging out at a playground. The playground of Winship Elementary School was once the domain of the grade school set. Its convenient proximity to both Hemingway High and a party store where the owner isn't too particular about ID has changed both the age and activities of its patrons. And Frida starts yelling at Hotrick, What's this all about? You had your boys drag me all this way so, you, so I could diss you to your face? And a hot streak, piece of shit that he is. What can I say? I'm a sucker for a pretty face. Serious up. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> and, okay, I just love that they write out how, so in this they write out how all the words are pronounced. So you just thank Dwayne McDuffie and company for this performance I'm about to give you. This caption from Hot Streak. I got all these fine women sweating me, and I decides to pick you out for an evening, and you got nothing for me but what? What? Static, that's what. Now, ordinarily, I'd be crazy mad, and when I get burned, I burn back. But not this time, because this time, static is exactly what I want. And from what I hear, what static wants is you. See, I've been looking for that light bulb eating duck. I thought I was going to have to track his monkey ass down. Fuck you, dude. Who knew he was going to be dumb enough to get between me and my girly? First of all, as Frida says, she is not anyone's girly. But if you want some so bad, why don't you take this? And she flips him off, which is very nice. Good for Frida. And then he gets pissed because he whooshes with some fire behind him. And then he has a fireball in his hand. He's like, oh, I got some breakfast for... I got some breakfast for Static, and Static shows up, oh, I brought some to share, that's fine, I have some. And then all of his thugs are just like, I'm getting out of here. Alright, and they run immediately. And it's just like, oh, Freedy yells at Static, watch out for this guy, he's real fast and he can set stuff on fire. And he throws uh, quarters that are on fire at Static. Static dodges him, uses his electric powers to just zap him out of the sky. And then this dude whooshes at him. Starts throwing fireballs and stuff, and then his hood pops off, and then, wait a minute, Static says, uh, you, you, you can't be, and then Hot Streak just starts beating the crap out of Static, he whoops him down to the ground, he starts kicking on him, and then he yells at him, I heard you was something, you ain't nothing, I'm pretty sure there's a meme for that, you ain't about shit, that's literally what Hot Streak says, and then, I love how this is written because it's 100% how these stupid-ass white kids talk. Because I know plenty of these stupid-ass white kids. That's your boy down there? Let him take you to the prom. Ever see either one of you in my school, in my yard, in my city, in my face? And you smoke. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. But then Static is down on the ground. He's beat bad. And Frida goes to help him. She takes his mask off and, oh my god. It's Virgil. And that's the end of the first issue. It's a great setup for what comes next. 
because in the second issue, we're going to learn even more about Hot Streak and how Static got his powers right now. Issue 2, Everything But The Girl. We're just talking to Virgil. She just doesn't get it. Why Why did you fold up at when you fought Hot Streak? And Virgil's just like, not now. He's upset. He's hurt. She's trying to help him. But he, he just tries to wash his face. And she's like, Virgil, tell me. How would you become a superhero? You gotta trust me. Okay? You gotta face up to this, she says. So you're right. You're right. It's like, give me half a chance to remember the day... Do you remember the day we met? Sure. Some guy hassled you or something, she says. So, the day they met, they meet up. Okay, Frida's there. Larry's there. Virgil's there. They're all there. Isn't that nice? And they start talking to each other. Start telling jokes. Larry walks away. Goes to class. Then this guy calls himself Viz Money B. The name's Biz Money B. You ain't made my list yet. Let me get them digits. Well, gee, I support all endangered species lists. <laughs> so Biz Money B's trying to get with Frida and Virgil's just like, okay. This is, this is just weird and dumb. And then literally, he, he calls him a monkey, which is just terrible. They do that a lot in this because it's quote-unquote for kids. I think teenagers more is for this one. Frida completely just walks away from this Biz Money B dude, and Biz Money B is, is not happy about that. So he punches Virgil, smacks him into a locker, throws him on the ground, and if you fuck it up again, you'll be a crying ass disgrace, he says to him. And then his friend Larry comes back and starts standing up for Virgil. He's like, hey. Next time you want to talk to Frida, consider it my business. Alright, dude, I'm going to beat your ass if you touch Virgil again. And so at the end of school, Virgil and Larry are talking. And Virgil's like, I can't, I don't know what to do, man. He just beat the crap out of me. And Larry's like, you can't take that. If you need a cap, I can hook you up. It's exactly what he says. So Larry is ready. He's like, hey, just like he was ready in the classroom, he was like, alright. People walk in, alright, when am I shooting? Virgil gets bullied, hey, start shooting, here you go. That That is Larry's response. And so Virgil walks home, and his sister's harassing him, he's like, I don't want to talk anymore. And she trips him on his way inside. Her friends start laughing at him, and he's just like, oh, this day can't get any better. And his mom starts talking to him. He's like, you gotta stand up, you gotta do what's right. What's the first the first thing that happens actually once Virgil's going to go to bed, he gets called by Frida. Frida's like, Hey, thank you for all that, you know. But I, I know what she says here is kinda like a it's a backhanded compliment a little bit. It's I know right I knew right away you're not about that macho stuff and so did they. You don't go around smacking anybody who messes with you a little. Don't let them waste your time. And then he says, because he's telling this to her, I don't remember much of the rest. And this is a really nice panel because he's crying because he trusted Frida. He trusts, well, he does trust Frida. But that was how they met. And then, you know, I know, but what count? and that's not what she meant. And he says, I know, but what counts is what I heard, what I did next. He goes to Larry and he gets a gun from him because Larry 
says he knows where this guy's gonna be. A bunch of gang members gonna be in one spot at one time. A big old, a big old mess is about to go down at this spot. He's like, you know, wait for it all to pop off, and then boom, pop him. That's it. And you throw the gun away, you're done. And so Virgil shows up. There's a bunch of gangs around. And we go into Virgil's thoughts. And he says this. It was even easier than Larry said. Funny how that kind of stuff always is. Okay. Center. Aim. Squeeze. Run. Sploosh. And hello, officer. Me? I'm just walking. Okay. Center. Aim. I'm not a walking bullseye. I'm not some backup singer for your simple Simon Slapstick songs. I'm not a loser. Damn it, I'm not a killer either. And he puts the gun down. He walks away. I'll figure something else out. This just ain't me. Better dump the prop and get out of here. Damn, I better pay Larry something. It was too small for me anyway. And then, all of a sudden, freeze! gas canisters going into this big old gang fight that's happening. There's this green gas that's spewing out. Cops are coming. Virgil starts to run away. He doesn't know what's happening. He's running. He, he can't believe what's happening. He's seen the... It looks like... Oh my god. It looks like these people are dying. They're just dying from the gas. It's like a mustard gas or something. And these weird things are coming after him and shooting beams after him. And he doesn't know what to do. And he throws his hands and all of a sudden he can like stick to a trash can lid and fly away and he shoots lightning out of his hands and he was able to get away so what happened there and you don't find this out in a static book you actually find this out in another milestone book and what happens is the cops knew that there was this big gang fight about to happen so what they did was they took this experimental gas that was supposed to track everyone that was at the gang fight they ingest it and you're able to track them all but what actually happened is it gave them all superpowers, including Virgil. So Virgil finds out what his superpowers are. He makes his costume. He starts working out. He starts working on his powers, you know, turning stuff on, throwing metal in the air, flying on his hat, on his uh, trash can lid, as he does. And, you know, he says, a static, I've busted up crack houses, street thugs, really made a rep until I met him again. Biz Money B, a.k.a. Hot Streak. And that's why he walked away. And Virgil's like, well, this time you got to go get him. Don't walk away. He's like, you're right. I have to do this on my own. And then as he flies away, he goes, my hero, the butthead. And then guess where? You go back to the playground. And Viz Money B, a.k.a. Hot Streak, is still talking shit on Static. Static shows up. He's like, I don't think so, dude. See, I've been thinking. So I says to myself, self, I says... How does this guy move so fast without getting burned? How does he do that crazy fire thing? And it starts to add up. Maybe you save up the heat you make moving that fast and burn it off by throwing fire. So maybe, if you can't do one, you can't do the other. Since you sat still for this entire lecture you just gave. I'd say I'm on to something. And then, <laughs> Static takes a swing set, swings it around him, electrifies him. Ties him up, goes away, starts flirting with Frida, and he says, 
and now he won't so much as give a wedgie to a Barbie doll. So, how's about a little hero's reward? Um, Virgil, I'm really proud of what of you, and I admit I was a little overwhelmed at first, but I don't think it was like that. But, but really? Really, okay? Okay, but I reserve the right to reopen negotiations at a future date. <sighs> Anything for a friend. And then, we have this weird black, like, tarish monster. Just this big old lump of tar with a mouth on it. And there's a guy in the shadows, and he says, I need you to find Static and take him down. If he's weak, take him. If he's strong, hire him. If he's a problem, smoke him. And that's the end of issue two. And we move on to issue three. Pounding the pavement. We start with Static at an absolutely destroyed building. He's looking throughout the building, looking for people that might still be alive. He starts moving rubble by using the magnetic poles of the pipes and his static powers to move the rubble out of the way and he helps some people out and he tries to find a way to put out a fire he get, finds a hose and he's trying to figure out a way to put out the fire and then he just then he just remembers hmm just 20 minutes ago I was at work just hanging out someone called me and it was Frida apparently something's happened at the arcade so some guy just Starts calling out static and starts blowing stuff up. And he goes to his boss and he's like, I gotta leave. I gotta have something to do. Oh, really? What is it now? Is your sister sick? I don't know the last time she picked it up from her mom. That made her so bad. Sick you had to leave last week. Um, No, that was the car accident. Uh, I don't want enough. You're fired. And then he's fired. So he dresses up as static and uh, no longer has a job. Tries to go and fight this guy that called him out, and he goes home, and his sister's there, and he's like, yeah, uh, I'm home early because I was fired again. He's like, uh-huh, I'm going to tell mom. And so what he does is he uses electricity powers to take out the remote and the phone. Man, phone still busted? Tough break. And then she calls him a scrote, <laughs> which is really funny. And then he's back at school, and he's talking to Frida and Larry about what happened, and they were like, yeah, some guys talked, you know, called out Static, and was like, hey, I'm gonna kill Static, and then he started blowing up the arcade, and someone comes and hey, you know that guy that blew up the arcade, he's trying to blow up the playground, and now he's yelling about Static, and so Virgil's like, hey, yeah, um, I have something I gotta go do, yeah, I'm sick, it's like, oh, um, okay, and Frida's like, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine, let's go. And so, Static shows up and fights this guy whose name is Tarmac. He's basically a big blob of tar who can, you know, he can be oil, he can turn himself into a ball, he can do all these different things. So, Static and Tarmac start fighting, and Static throws a bus at him, or is it a car? It's a little bit of both. And they start fighting, and then they show up on the subway, and they're talking about on the subway, and they're like, man, and basically what Frida does here is encode being like, Virgil, you're out of your league, this guy is older, he's bigger, Static should leave him to like Icon or someone like that, and then they start talking, I don't think Static can, can handle it, all the friends start talking, and, and Virgil's like, oh, I think he can do it, so what Virgil does, first he takes a, an old trash can lid, and he modifies it so it's foldable, 
So now he can take his lid that he flies on wherever he goes. And so he hops on that and he goes to fight Tarmac. And he fights Tarmac and then some Tarmac goes after Static, but it's actually a decoy. That's a balloon. And then Static shocks him immediately. They start running around. Static shocks, shocks him again. Tarmac throws his oil stuff at him. This is how superheroes do. They use their powers against each other and just see what happens. And then <laughs> Static gives him one good shock and uses... Okay, he uses liquid oxygen. I'm sorry, he, he had it in a weird professor voice. He goes, brr. You actually say brr? I don't believe it. Still, it is dry ice. <laughs> Over experiment is the application of their liquid oxygen. And then <laughs> Tarmac goes, what's liquid oxygen? And then he is just down for the count. Well, for one thing, it's very, 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 very cold. It's translated from Static's pretty decent sugar rate letter depression. And then he takes a steamroller and he rolls him over. He's like, well, that's the end of that. And then some guy hops up and he's like, enough. And it's Holocaust. And Holocaust is a member of the Blood Syndicate. Yes, your business with my employee is over. Now you have business with me. And that's the end of the issue. Now... A little background on Holocaust. Holocaust has similar to powers to Static. He also got his powers in the same event, which is known as the Big Bang. And his powers is that he can manipulate fire. And he is the main antagonist of issue 4, which we're going to start right now. It starts with Holocaust and Static facing off, about to fight. Holocaust says he just wants two things. Static to have a drink and talk with him. So he gives him a soda and says, hey, you need a drink. And you start drinking. Static takes a swig of the alcohol. Coughs because, you know, he's a child. And Holocaust basically says, hey, come take a ride with me. I want to show you what I do. Okay, and he, he's like, all right. Holocaust takes Static to his headquarters where he's got a bunch of different cars, money, arcade, eight TVs. Bunch of girls, hookers, it's still fine, you know, sex work is noble work, but I'm just saying, he didn't get those with his great personality, he didn't get these women in there with his great personality, and then, uh, and he's saying, hey, Static, this is how I am a superhero, why don't you be a superhero like me, we stop the bad guys, and we get what we deserve at the same time, Static's like, hmm, that could be interesting, and so he's like, alright, come on on a mission, let's go. And so they go to this big mob boss's house, and they start going after the goons, you know, static zaps some holocaust flames and stuff, and then, you know, he's like, alright, we're gonna have to come back and case this again, because, you know, holocaust kind of goes crazy, starts attacking too many guys, like, alright, we're gonna have to come back to this, and Virgil is freaking out, because it's all happening so quick, all of a sudden he's talking to this guy, and then he's attacking mob bosses, and... This guy is, he's like killing people by setting them on fire and Virgil's like, I don't know if I signed up for this. So he needs to talk to Frida. He needs to talk to Frida. So he sneaks over Frida's house, climbs up to her window, tries to sneak into her window so he can talk to her. And then he sees and he looks out and Frida and Larry are at her front door kissing. What? Virgil falls on the ground 
and they catch him and he's freaking out he's like i can't believe this and larry's like come on man it's cool you know we we just didn't want to tell you yet and then he just pushes him out the way he's like get off of me and he runs away he's like don't you just don't either you talk to me again i'm out of here and then he wakes up the next day and his mom found out that he got fired and he is in big trouble but his sister is the one that has to take the job from Virgil. Her mom already called and everything. I love that. That that's something my mom would do. Oh, your brother got fired. Hey, Dylan. Um, you're gonna have you have this job starting tomorrow. I called the people and everything. You taking the job? Just like damn. Can't give an office a break, huh? So Virgil goes to the arcade, you know, because he doesn't have a job anymore, and he starts talking to his other friends that also hang out with Larry and Frida. Turns out they all knew. They're like, how come you did what do you mean didn't know that, that they were together? They were together before you even met Frida. He's like, what? I mean, I've been friends with Frida this whole time. Flirted with her and everything, and she didn't even tell me that she's had a boyfriend this whole time. And like, yeah, and she's like, you all knew? And Frida calls. And Virgil is not happy. He's like, look, I don't want to talk to you again. I'm done. So Virgil walks and he goes to his new friend because he found out about a job. This guy called Holocaust. So he goes with Holocaust to the, back to this mob boss's place and they start zapping and firing people. Holocaust got his flames coming out of his hands while he's driving his car. Static zapping people all over the place to get into the house, find the main people, find the boss. He's with his family. Holocaust says, no, you know what? You either give me what I want or I take your boy. Takes his son. So he, I feel like that's something you'd actually miss. You wouldn't care about your daughter or your wife at this. You'd actually care about it. Which is absolutely terrible. Holocaust is a terrible guy. And Zach's like, um, no. And he's like, yes, I'm ready to kill this guy right now. You, t- you decide, you give me the money I want. I, he has his fingers pointed at the sun, flames coming out, ready to go. And then as he shoots the flames at the sun, Static pushes him out the way, screaming no. And then Static and Holocaust fight each other. Fire versus Static electricity. And Static basically saves the family, pushes Holocaust out the way, and runs away. Holocaust has is once Static's head on a pike. And later, Larry meets up with Virgil in his room. And... He talks to him, and Larry says this. So maybe I did talk up Cap and Biz money. I'll give you that. First of all, uh, duh. Yes, you did. You completely tried to get him to kill someone. And maybe should have told you about us when you asked me for advice. Whatever. That's on me. Frida's your friend. All she did was think she'd lose that. She doesn't have to. You don't have to. Okay. Whatever, man. I'm a ghost. And he goes away. First of all, maybe you should have told him that you were dating Frida when he asked you for advice? On dating Frida? Of course you should have. Okay. I have very strong thoughts about Larry. Larry's a jerk. Okay. Virgil should not be friends with Larry. I think he can still save his friendship with Frida, even though I think she should have told him from the beginning because he was flirting with her. And it was obvious that he liked her because he said it multiple times. Instead of ignoring it, say that you have a boyfriend. And then, guess what? He'll still be your friend if he's a good person. And I think Virgil is a good person. So, yeah. 
Those are the four issues of Static. I think it's a great story. It's a great intro to the Milestone universe because you get the Holocaust in that last issue. And what's great about it is it's a universe all about black heroes, black villains. It takes Dwayne McDuffie and company, Dennis Cowan and all of them, all the great people that worked on these books. What they did was they created a universe for black stories by black artists. And it's the Milestone Universe, and it's going to be coming back to DC soon. Black stories by black artists, again. It And hopefully this time, it actually stays around, unlike last time. So yeah, I absolutely love this stuff. I love Static. I think that through Static, you can get through get to, into Blood Syndicate, Zombie, which is an Asian-American superhero. Cobalt's okay. You also got... um. Icon and Rocket, awesome. If you've seen the Young Justice TV show, Icon and Rocket are super cool characters in that. Uh, Rocket was one of, is in the first season, she's a member. And then she's kind of a guest character throughout. But absolutely, the, the Milestone stuff is something you should definitely deep, delve deep, deep into if you're interested in Static. Like I said, it's black stories by black artists. And it's a, just a really great corner of the comic book universe that not many people talk about and it's coming back very soon from dc comics they've been talking about a static shock movie which would be awesome i really want that to happen because if a static shock movie does well then they might do an icon movie then if an icon movie does well they might do cobalt or zombie or blood syndicate they could do any of the milestone stuff and it'd be really fun and really cool so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I know I did. I loved the, I loved Static. Okay, I absolutely loved this story. And honestly, I'm probably just going to finish the whole... It's like 45 issues, the whole run, and then there's a miniseries at the end. It didn't... Milestone didn't last very long, which is why I'm super excited. It's really going to... I hope it really makes a big comeback. So yeah, um, you can always reach me at our social medias. On Instagram, Twitter, at this guy has issues. You can go to our website, thisguyhasissues.blogspot.com. You can hit me up there, ask me any questions you have about comic books. You can talk to me about comic books, ask me questions about movies, whatever. If you want to get into something, ask me questions. Ask me whatever questions come to your head about entertainment, and I can guide you to where you want to go. All right, that was this episode of This Guy Has Issues. Hope you guys have a good week.